And a what's up, everybody, and a pleasant good evening uh, on this beautiful Wednesday evening. My name is Steve. This is the Put in the Book Show. Got a, uh, a few friends of mine here uh, that I'll introduce in just a second, and we'll let you know why we're all garbed up here in just a moment as well. Um, I am Steve again. This is uh, the Put in the Book Show, season three, episode number 17. Uh, this is producer Joe to the left. You'll never know it because he's in a perfect disguise. This is Rodriguez down beneath me, and you'll never know it because he's in a perfect disguise. And right down, oh, I'm out of practice. Damn you. Right down here, Keith, who's on mute, and you wouldn't know that unless you were trying to listen and you couldn't hear him, and he's in a perfect disguise. So... Uh, let's get this going. Keith, I'm going to hand it over to you for, for some uh, Brooklyn water coffee action. Let me go mute and give the uh, advertisement. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, sorry. Uh, Farachi's apology and this segment is brought to you by the segment of sharing. Because sharing is caring. So if you really care, you'll share Brooklyn water coffee roses with your friends and family today. Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters is the finest coffee in all of the land. Uh, they have amazing flavors such as dark roast, dark chocolate, dark chocolate, dark roast, dark roast, dark chocolate, and it is a guilt-free treat. It has zero calories. How many calories, Farachi? Zero. Winter Wonderland is another amazing flavor. They have uh, Drunken Pig, and don't worry, no animals were harmed in the making of this delicious treat. Um, who doesn't like bacon and drunkenness i mean you know um they have the other line of coffee which is uh 15 more caffeine uh such as and there's uh coffee within that line such as a jacked up cupcake which is like what we call our friend rodriguez over here we also have uh cinnabuzz which is one of my personal favorites uh another one that's not a part of that line but it's really amazing is morning wood with his which is what farachi gives me every week um, all of these treats and more are available on www.brooklynwatercoffeeroses.com. Uh, go there today, act now, act tomorrow, or even act yesterday if you can go back in time and put in the code "stay home" and get your third bag free. Sharing is caring. Send a bag out to your friends, family, or just be greedy and have all three bags and flavors for yourself. Try different treats today. www.brooklynwatercoffeeroasters.com from their roaster to your front door, guaranteed to ship within 24 hours of its roast date. That was amazing. That was clear, concise, and I just shared to a group that has nothing to do with the Mets. Oh, look at that! Nice Acme consultants. The arms on the bottom. Fifty new viewers. Acme arms. <laughs> All right, uh, you did that very well, and uh, you you uh, you caused me to do something that I didn't want to do. It's because, but that's okay because morning, that group. There's I don't care what the group is about. There's Mets fans in there because there's Mets fans all sure. over. Um, let me do the the Mets Yankees rivalry here, and we are ready to roll. So, um, I think maybe we might as well just do this right at the forefront. Right, uh, we're all in disguise. Uh, it is the anniversary. Um, I think it's been. I think it's twenty years now, twenty-one years. Uh, the anniversary of Bobby V, uh, maybe the most fun manager the Mets have ever had. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Either him or Art Howe, right? 
I have no so my mustache um hair uh, is self narrowing Oh, don't worry. I'm going to I'm going to wax myself when I take this off. <laughs> uh for all the those of you who joined so far, welcome. Uh Lady P, Barbara, mom, uh Frank, thanks for joining us and thanks to all the people who are joined us thus far. Uh so the Mets moment of the week, there was only one real option for us. Uh, and that was Bobby V getting tossed from a game and coming back like this. There's nobody, there's nobody over there to me that like this and like this and like this down there. And David, what's up, buddy? Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, let's get that. Uh, let's get that going real quick. Um, but let's get it started in here. Let's get. Oh, look at you. I was making you saw that. That was very that was very good. Uh, but I do want to say that uh, you know, for tonight and maybe go forward, um, we have a new uh, new spiel here for the uh, Mets moment of the week. And so this Mets moment of the week is brought to you by Sterling's Paradise, serving the most authentic Haitian food in South Florida. Uh, they are located at 360 State Road 7 in Margate. Oh, got a woo-woo for that. He loves Sterling Paradise. <laughs> he loves that griot. Uh, griot, oh. fried turkey, so many other options. They serve breakfast. They serve lunch. They serve dinner. Uh, and then Mondays and Thursdays, they have a lunch special uh, for Tasso Turkey and griot for 9 bucks. So check them out if you're in South Florida. Martin. Phenomenal food. It's delicious. I love the pork because if it ain't swine, I don't dine. So let's get to uh, the, the Mets moment of the week so that we can remove this, uh, this ridiculousness that we got going on here. Yes, please. <laughs> Mine's really taped on there. I've had this on for, for like 30 minutes before the show started. All right. Uh, this is, this is the, so there's two videos that I'm going to play here. Um, so bear with us here. And uh, here we go. And by the way, we're going to see some some faces, some names here uh, that are just phenomenal. This right here, we're going to start off Pat Mahomes on the mound for the Mets. Pat Mahomes? No, that's that's not the thing. Um, where you got Frank? Uh, we are in South Florida, uh, so we're Broward County area. Um, we're all we're in China. China. Um, you're going to see, you're going to see Pat Mahomes. You can see Bobby Bonilla. You're going to see, uh, yeah, I almost said Brett Saberhagen. Um, Oral Hershiser is going to make an appearance here. So let's get, and Ray Ordonez is going to make an appearance. Here we go. This is the Mets moment of the week. So they could keep Mahomes, go to 12 pitches, drop a position player, or maybe Mahomes would be the pitcher to go down. Runner going, they pitch out. Piazza's throw, not handled. Come on, and it's a stolen base, number 21 for Shannon Stewart. Wait a minute now. Uh-oh. What happened here? Did he make contact with the glove? Oh, a catcher's? No, not a catcher's ball. Go get him, Bobby. Raybeck awarded first base. Interference? I think Bobby Valentine, I think Bobby Valentine might be arguing that in an attempt to protect the base runner, Stewart stepped across home plate. Let's see if he cries something. You can make contact. Let's take a look again. The outfit goes out for the pitch out. I don't even see Rebecca. I know. I don't know what they called right there. I have no idea what 
they call. Piazza way out in front. Maybe they're saying he's too far out in front, and Grebeck didn't have an opportunity to even throw the bat at the ball. Now, I'll tell you what. If Grebeck throws the bat at the ball, he hits Piazza. And a lot of times on a pitch out, a hitter will throw the bat at the ball. I think from that angle, that was the call that Piazza got out too yeah, quickly. couldn't do it. And now Ricky beats off the bottom of the 13th against Graham Lloyd and takes a strike. Bobby V. Henderson, Alfonso. Bobby Bobby. <laughs> pitcher is in the third slot. John Overruth having been replaced as part of the double switch. <laughs> Bobby Valentine, the dugout. Must be a trainer we haven't seen before. Bobby was thrown out on that catcher's interference call, and he's got incognito. Sorry, Skip, we got you. All right, so that was that, and I'm going to do one more video, and this is a this is a quick one. Uh, Bobby Valentine talking about uh, uh, that moment. Here we go. I'm throwing stuff around the clubhouse. I'm kicking stuff and hurting myself. And uh, Robin Ventura, who I pinch ran for, is up there, and he says, "You got to get back out there. Those guys don't even know who's in the bullpen." So I put on the sunglasses. I have a T-shirt on. I pulled the hat that he threw kind of down a little low, and I went in the training room to see what it looked like. And I looked in the mirror, and I looked down, and I saw those stickers that you pull off and you put underneath your eyes in a sunny day, right? And I pulled one off, and I put it over here. And I pulled another one off, and I put it over here. I looked in the mirror. I looked at them, and I said, They'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Classic. Are we gonna are we gonna unshade shade? Mets comedy. That's one of the best moments. And baseball, yeah. I should say, not just Mets. Are we taking it all off, fellas? Yeah, we're ready. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It's so much brighter now. Okay, here's here's the big reveal here. Uh, this is not gonna go. <sighs> Oh man, that smell of sharpie. The things that we do, look at this. The things that we do to entertain entertain our fans. Okay, that went that that went better than the than the first one. Uh, all right, so we're back. I'm Steve. Got producer Joe now. We can see who everybody is now. Rodriguez down there, a little Ooh. Keith action down there. Lots to talk about. Good deal of baseball. Um a couple of things that we're going to repeat from the last six, seven weeks, uh, just because things are uh, just very fluid right now and things are moving around. Uh, but let's start off with some good news here. The Mets are the champs. The Mets are the champions. That's right. Huh? So, uh, so uh, I don't remember what, what so was it on Major League uh, Baseball site or was it a different site, Rodriguez? I don't know. It was uh, Dream Bracket 2 or something. Yeah. And they ended up uh, beating up on the, uh, well, not beating up, but winning in seven games against Seattle. Damn, they took us to a seven uh, game. All right. Seven well, game, yeah. So in the championship, it was the 86 Mets against the, the record-breaking 2001 uh Seattle Mariners, who won 116 games that year, and uh, I think lost in the first round of the playoffs. Garbage, garbage. Uh, exactly. Um, uh, Frank, okay, so we're going to get to the ownership situation uh, in in just a moment here. Um, but yeah, so they simulated the games. They had announcers. It was this whole deal, you know, all this stuff through the through the quarantine and coronavirus stuff. 
uh, just find, trying to find entertainment, you know, like uh, like some guys doing a show with uh, tape as mustaches. Uh, so that, that's that's what that is. The Mets won. That's it. Done. The Yankees lost in the first round. Get out of here. I don't, I don't even remember what year they, 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 they pulled them from. Ah, both their teams lost, right, in the first round? Oh, there, were both, there were two two skanks in there? I think everyone everyone had two teams. Okay, I didn't see the second Mets team. Yeah, okay. the Mets had the 69 Mets. They lost in the first round and uh, and the eighty six Mets, the best team ever. I bet you if you put the two thousand, I bet you if you put the two thousand six Mets and the eighty six Mets in separate sides, they would have faced each other in the championship. Now two thousand six was a very good team. Not better than eighty six. No, no, no. Eighty six would have won, but they would have faced yeah. each other in the championships. Uh, yeah, oh, maybe. Maybe I w- that would have been fun to watch, though. That would have been oh, great to see. That's great baseball right there. Yeah. All right. Ownership situation. What in the yeah. hell is going on now? All right. So we know about the A-Rod stuff. Um, we know about um, the Cohen stuff that was going to happen in December. Then it kind of fell apart in February when, uh, you know, God forbid, the new owner wanted to take control right away and not wait five years. Uh, so uh, now the newest uh entry into the Mets potential owners is Josh Harris who owns the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers I don't know how I feel about that you know it's either you know the 70 a 76ers owner buying the Mets or, the, or A-Rod buying the Mets so uh just a quick quote here uh from your, your our favorite uh radio host and uh that's Mike Francesa uh he so he he's He's saying that the Mets should just stand pat right now just because of the situation uh, and the potential that they're not going to get as much money for the team because this is a down year and the revenue stream is not going to flow in you know as it normally would. So he says the Mets are in such a spot right now uh, where they would give you the team where they would be giving the team away for twenty cents on a dollar. What are you crazy? One year's revenue in baseball does not impact the asset that a major league franchise, a big sports franchise in New York, is worth. You can't get your hands on these franchises. They come available once every 20 years if you're lucky, and I don't understand what's happening right now. What do you do year to year with these franchises in the secondary phase of these things? You shut down sports for three straight months, down to zero. You shut anything for three straight months, you're going to hurt it. They're not going to have fans in their buildings this year. Yes, they're going to take a short-term hit. Everybody is. But in two years, all will be forgotten. Will they sell the team in that time period? I think they will. So what do you guys think about what – Mr. Francesa has to say uh, about about this. Wait, you got to. He wants people to. I mean, the Mets are worth what? Two point three billion a uh, million a billion or something like that. Is it? It was two point. I think the. I think um, um, Cohen came in with a bid of two point six. Two point six. Okay. But now so- they're looking at you know a little bit less. You know, based on uh, so the the Mets are the, the Mets are worth uh, as of as of April the Mets are sixth in most valuable franchises at two point four billion. Okay, so I, I believe the offer is two point six though. That's why does he think that? What do you think the Mets are going to all of a sudden be worth like one point five billion? billion right off the bat in one year. Yeah, that's. that's a, Dump statement. Come on. Yeah, he's saying to wait two years, and then what? And, and then, uh, and then sell the Mets. What? What happens in two years when the Mets 
God forbid, please, Lord. What if the Mets suck and everybody gets hurt or something terrible happens? We are the Mets after all. And then we're not really worth $2.6 billion anymore. We're actually a, a crappy franchise like the Kansas City Royals. No offense to all the Royal fans. A little bit of offense. But <laughs> a crappy team like the Royals. Screw you, Royals. Screw you, Royals. You beat us, douches. Uh, Seattle, Texas Rangers, those type of teams, we're going to turn into that team all, all of a sudden? I mean, come on. Hey, so, by, the, by the way, can, can we all agree, the four of us, even Rodriguez, you can agree that no. if I would if I would have said that statement, I, I would have been here and pooping milk. <laughs> oh, you uh-huh. are pooping milk though. Every time we get happy, we start talking about anything joyful. You, but you what, what about what if the Mets win the next two World Series and they're worth three point four billion? Does it matter to you? It does. I want. I, I does, does the price of the Mets matter to you? That gives us more money to spend. These guys, it doesn't matter really because we're not going to see crap out of it. We're not going to see anything out of it. The rich get richer. We're just going to get joy. Our joy. Well, our joy. I would love some joy. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Joe, what what do you you think about Francesca? I I think Francesca sucks and I I don't like anything he has to say. So I just, I was getting sick just listening to you read it. I heard it in his friggin' voice. Um, <laughs> I mean, but about the comment, I mean, what is he? He said, what, they're going to make a sale while they're only worth 20 cents on the dollar? What does he think? They're going to be worth $12 million? He went super, super exaggerated. Million? I mean, I don't think year to year. Uh, up year or down year makes that much of a difference in a major league franchise, especially like he said, one in a market like New York. So I think not for the first and not for the last time that Francesca's full of shit. So yeah. And I know that, you know, Keith, like he listens to Mike Francesa day and night all day. He loves him some Francesa. So I wanted to save him for last so that he can, you know, we can end this topic on like an upswing and you know very nice uh by the way tim tabala is on uh said what's up and then he says f mike francesa so francesa needs to shut his fat mouth francesa needs to shut his fat mouth he don't know what he's talking about he don't know about two billion dollar sales he don't know about new york franchise sales he don't know about buying a baseball team he don't know about running a baseball team he don't know about taking a shit because his ass is probably shitty every day he's He's a moron he's an asshole excuse my language but there's no really i can go worse than that so i'm keeping it as g-rid as i can he's an asshole can't stand him. He has no idea what he's talking about. Don't sell a team. What do you mean don't sell a team? If it's right for the owners, sell the team. If it's not right, don't sell the team. In terms also of, true. In terms of in terms of them um selling or not selling the team as a fan, I don't care as long as they sell it to somebody who's capable and who's going to care for the franchise to bring it to the next level and not strip it down like Jeter did to Miami. That's my bottom yeah. line. Francesca, shut your mouth. You don't know crap. Blah, blah, blah. All he does is talk and blowing up his fat helium mouth just to get some ratings. But those ratings don't come from me because I can't stand them. He sucks. I don't even know why they pay him to be on the radio. His opinion is is dumb. Always. Even, the, even the Marlins made money. Even yeah. the Marlins. Come on. They were even Come on. Yeah. If you strip down your car all the way down to the chassis and sell it for the same price of the car, you'll make money. And that's what the Marlins did. They stripped everything down and charged all the fans the same price. Same amount of fans are going to the game before and after the Jeter bought the team. 
and they get the TV contracts, and they get the sh revenue sharing, and they get the um, advertising. Of course, he made money. <laughs> uh, Tip says he knows how to fall asleep on air, uh, and then Barbara says Keith, you use the same tanning product as the guy, the one in DC. Yeah, yeah, he's got an orange glow going on. But actually, it's funny. I think it's the lighting in this room because even when I do regular Zoom, uh, you know, with, with the, my friends, mm -hmm. and stuff, it's the same thing. So I was thinking of getting one of those cheapy stand-up reading lamps <laughs> to kind of blast some white light on me to see if it takes away that Trumpish glow because it is kind of gross. Now, if we only had a Smurf on here, then we, you know, Mets orange and blue, boom. <laughs> Give it, give it to yourself. Give it to yourself. <laughs> hey, 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 look. Uh, at, at the same time as we're discussing whatever we're going to discuss today, the draft is going on. Uh, it, it's shorter this year, uh, you know, but there's there's less minor league teams now. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be shorter. Uh, so uh, just to give you the, the, the first six picks are in. Uh, the Tigers took a, a first baseman out of Arizona State. Uh, and he was not um, he is a plus plus power. And the only reason I'm reading this because it's it's Detroit and nobody cares. Uh, he's drawn comparisons at the plate to New York Mets star Pete Alonzo. So that's the comparison. Pete Alonzo got yeah. picked. Actually, Pete Alonzo was 2016, and he got he got picked in the fourth round. Um, so so that's that. Uh, you know, if he's half he as good, as you wish you're Pete Alonzo. Get out of here. You know what? Who? What's his name? Oh Jesus. Spencer. Everybody wants what we have now. Spencer, his name is Spencer Torkelson. Torkelson. T-O-R-K-E-L-S-O-N. Gonna fit real nice on a jersey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if roll, MLB was right smart, off the tongue. Kind of, um, <laughs> kind of expanding on this topic a lot. If the MLB was smart. They would work with college teams and market the college baseball the way football colleges the college football because I don't know who the hell these guys are. No, I, I, I watch the highlight reels when I get drafted. But exactly. football, you know who guys are from the junior year on. If MLB was smart, they would create that hype and create you know different layers of excitement coming into the league. But and what better way to generate that than being the only sport playing at a certain time? Baseball, get it together. We'll get there. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles picked the right fielder, Heston. That's the last name. Right. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna the, Mar the Marlins chose Max Mayer, uh, right-handed pitcher from Minnesota. Uh, the fourth pick with the Royals, they picked. What is wrong? What's? Oh, they don't even have it up here yet. They did say the six, the first six picks were in, but only the first three are showing. So screw you guys. All right. Ownership situation. Uh, Frank says, is there a conflict of interest between owning a team in Philly, Jersey, and New York? I don't think so. Um, I, I, I just don't think I, they'll, they'll fully vet him if, if he becomes a serious, um, serious potential owner, but, uh, you know, we'll see, but I don't think it's a, it's a, any conflict of interest. Tim says that's why the NFL is an event. And the other drafts are just drafts. I mean, the NBA does a pretty good job, but it is uh, baseball lags behind in in certain right. areas. The and NBA, the NBA is second to the NFL, but they do a pretty decent job. Absolutely. Yeah. But the MLB, if they were smart, you know, if you create that multi layer um, fandom for baseball, you watch these kids, and if they make it, it's like if you watch a college kid. If you watch this college quarterback, he makes it to the NFL and he becomes a star. You you know, you're kind of 
emotionally attached to that kid from a sports perspective because you've been watching him since college, you know, and you kind of wear that as a badge. I watched that kid in college. And if baseball were to kind of take advantage of that and the, the passion of baseball fans to extend that, you know, it may be something. But baseball is not the best at marketing. They're really not. They yeah. just have some loyal fans who we are so emotional about the game. We stick with them. But they're really not the best at marketing. It's a, it's a little different, though, guys. Think about it. The NFL draft, once the NFL draft happens, those guys are on the team, and, and they're fighting for a spot on the uh, basically the uh, the pro team. When you're drafted in the, uh, in the MLB draft, you're basically going to the minor leagues for a year or two, maybe even three, depending on how young you are or whatever. So or it's, it's sort of a little bit different. Oh, forever or never even make it. <laughs> You know, you're right. That, that's true. So it's a, different, it's a different type of draft where they're picking their guys to come to the team and help them right now. They're established stars. If they're first-round picks, they're guys that they believe are going to make a contribution to the team right away. Even the first-round picks that they have in the MLB draft, they're not going to make a contribution for the next two or three years. So it's a different type of draft. But, you know, they should make a bigger deal of it. I agree yeah. with that. Because the major and, leagues have three minor league teams, and and NFL doesn't, and the college college players are their minor league teams. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you know so, what the big difference to me is, Joe, is is the pitching talent. So, I mean, there's some hurlers in college level and stuff like that, but once you get into the major leagues, it's very different. The speed of the game is different, and the pitchers are so much more talented. Their off speed stuff is more in point. Um, you know, it, it's it's a little different, you know, so I, I, I don't know how to remedy that. But MLB, if they haven't already, should do some analytics and take a look at that and see if they can leverage it. If not, then not. But well, let it, just hype it up. Just hype it up like the football, that like football yeah. and every other league does. Hype it up no matter what. If the guy makes it or the first round, or whatever it is. Just but even, it even if you watch a kid like I – like with Pete Alonso, you know, as soon as he got drafted by the Mets – I was watching him. I was pumped about this kid. And only because I'm a Corny Met fan and I watched the double-A system and all that and check out the Corny Island system. But, you know, people, you know, the Mets and baseball in general should leverage that. You watch, if you watch a kid grow throughout the farm system even, you, you have an, like a, a more attachment to that kid. You want to yeah, watch that, That's not the draft. You're talking two different things. Two different things. The draft is getting hit. It starts at that. But my point is it starts at the draft and then continues on through their career in the major league, major and minor league circuit, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we can all agree that, that baseball can do a better job at marketing in, in general. Like, big stars should be big stars. It shouldn't just be, like, you know, regional things and, and whatnot. But, you know, hopefully they get better with this. Um, but so – so quick, 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 rapid, rapid fire. Would you, would you rather? Let's keep talking. What happened? What? No, Keith is gone. Can't hear you. The, uh, sorry, I muted myself. The birds. <laughs> you, don't, you don't hear those birds? I do hear the birds. They're making, they're making it's making me bad. smile. <laughs> it was for the first twenty minutes. <laughs> Uh, George joined us. Uh, what's up, buddy? Let's go Mets. Yes. Uh, Tim says, that's why I always have a soft spot for Notre Dame players unless they go to the Cowgirls. Uh, and then Tim says, I agree, Keith. I love when you guy, when a guy gets called up who I watched in Scranton or Staten Island. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, you kind of want to follow, follow these guys up, up the system. Um, 
So as we talk a little bit more about the draft, and uh, I don't think we'll be on air still um, when we when we get to our number, which is where we, we go to at 19. Um, one, one thing that is working in our favor is that we got an extra draft pick uh, between our first and second or second and third uh, for uh, Zach Wheeler because he signed. So that now that – that that feels even better now, especially if whoever we pick pans out. But it's it still feels just a little bit better because uh, number one, Philly's overpaid. We talked about that, uh, and number two, uh, now we get a draft pick uh, in you know in his spot. Who knows if the you know if the Phillies got this guy this year and we don't even play, or he decides not to play because you know it's well documented his wife is pregnant and and he might not want to. Uh, do, do this thing. Uh, Frank, got to go. Thanks for joining us for the time that you did watch. And you guys and you can watch uh, the rest of it later. It's going to be online. It's going to be all over the place. Um, Want to just run through. We've done this before, kind of. Uh, but some of the first round draft picks that the Mets have taken. Uh, 1980, Billy Bean. Turned out to be a good pick for the uh, uh, athletics. athletics. <laughs> yeah. But that—that's like that is the uh, I, I guess um, I guess for for Billy Bean, yeah, like when you watch the the Moneyball, you see the the whole thing. You know, the scouts going out, and this guy's got everything. He's got he's a five tool guy, and uh, they go out and they want to make him an offer, and he's you know deciding between college and and, and like this is real life stuff that kids that very talented kids go through. Oh, no, just want to say, Frank, sorry, but no, brother, no. No, I, I do. I do have some news on that. Uh, I just saw saw some news pop up a little while ago. But yeah, um, I, to your point, Frachi, my apologies. No, 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 you're good. Um, but th- that's that's how things happen. And so this guy gets signed to a signing bonus and and whatnot, and just shits the bed. <laughs> and then he becomes one of the the greatest GMs in history, pulling off you know uh, the 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 Moneyball thing where. Uh, you know, famously, he's replacing big stars with guys who can just get on base. I don't care what else they do; they get on base, and that and that's it. So, like, you got Billy Bean and Daryl Strawberry hit hits and misses. Uh, Hubie Brooks, Wally Backman from the seventies, um, Dwight Gooden, Cav- Calvin Chiraldi. Oh, <laughs> that was a good pick right there. Wait, what was he again? That's great. Uh, Greg Jeffries from eighty-five. Uh, uh, Chris, Donald. Chris Donalds, terrible pick. Ugh. Who, Jeffries or Donalds? No, Sean Abner. That, uh, I, oh, was Sean. Watching, I was watching a show today where they said that Sean Abner and this catcher that the Mets had in six, drafted number one in 67, both number one picks, were in the top five worst picks of all time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, it was 66. The, the Mets drafted a catcher, Steve Shilcott. Yeah, some, uh, close enough. 67 was John Matlock. Not even Mets Ooh, history, just all time. Terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, George, uh, George Green, baseball by far uh, the most difficult draft. Um, just going through again, like Jerry, guys like Jeremy Burnett, Bobby Jones, Preston Wilson, who, you know, Preston Wilson came up a shortstop. I forget about that. You know, but Terry he, Blocker. He turned into Mike Piazza. Terry Blocker's right, middle name is Richard. <laughs> Preston Wilson. That was a great pick. Like you yeah, said, we, it was Piazza. Yep. And then came Paul Wilson. Ugh, 
Uh, Jay Payton had some some decent hits for us, uh, a couple home runs in the playoffs. Uh, and then as you get into the 2000s, it's Aaron Holloman, the captain, David Wright, Scott Casimir, who we turned into what? What was that guy's name? That pitcher? Oh, my God. Zambrano. Carlos Zambrano. No, Victor Zambrano. It wasn't even the best Zambrano. Oh, my God. But Casimir didn't see like like this this is this is part of it. Like Casimir came up like stud. He's gonna be a stud. I, and then when they traded him that year with that was two thousand two or three, and it was like, oh, the Mets are giving up the whole season. They're giving up the farm, and he, I mean, he he pitched okay for the Rays for a season or two, but I mean, and it didn't help us either. So uh, last things, Millage, Philip Umbar, uh, Mike Pelfrey. Mr. Licking the Forehead, uh, our favorite first baseman, Ike Davis. <laughs> uh, 2008, we chose somebody named Reese Havens. Yeah. How did- yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I was on mute. Don't forget Mel Pelfrey's mouthpiece. <laughs> yes. And did you hear oh, me? Is that what you were I- doing? I- yeah. Did you hear me? I called um, Casimir the modern-day um, Michael no. Fulmer. The modern-day what? Michael Fulmer. Oh my god! <laughs> right, because uh, he was really good out the gate, and then, and that's kind of what Fulmer is heading towards. I mean, you know, he's still young. He got Tommy John, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then as you get into the 2010s, you got Matt Harvey, who we'll just say it here is drawing interest from Korea and Japan, and that's it. And and uh, Rodriguez, you know, says Korea is not Korea's minor leagues. So that's where Matt, Matt Harvey's headed. Him and Tom Selleck. That's. that's that's where, he, that's where he's headed. Um, all right, and then we'll uh, just run through the rest. Uh, Brandon Nimmo, 2011. Michael Fulmer, 2011. That turned into Cespedes. Mess Pedez now was Mets Pedez. Keith, you right? What are you yeah. jumping around? <laughs> What's Keith doing? He's on mute again. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm not on mute. I was, oh, little, I was getting a little excited. Be- <laughs> uh, Gavin Caccini. <laughs> Uh, 2012, Kevin Plawecki, uh, 2012 as well, Dom Smith, 2013, Conforto, 2014, and then you got guys who are um, not uh, up or not on our team, and Justin Dunn, Anthony Kay, David Peterson, uh, Kalanick, and uh, is it Batty or Beatty? Keep on going back and forth. Beatty. I, I know. I hear it's pronounced differently. I, 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 yeah, I hear but for uh, for baseball, now my camera's all messed up from fooling around. Jesus. For baseball purposes, uh, Batty sounds really cool. It does, it does. Uh, all right, so let, let's uh, let's move forward here. Uh, and like I said, if if we're still on air, which I don't think uh, will be the cheese situation. grater, huh? Cheese grater, cheese grater. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get now to let's get to base to baseball in twenty twenty. Rodriguez is gone. Keith is, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm going to shut the camera off while I fix this. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Well, Joe and I will have a conversation now. Oh, All right. there you I, go. I, I, How are you doing, Steve? Joe. Oh. Wait, yeah. which one are you looking at? Hey, Joe. You look the wrong way, man. Because <laughs> nothing makes sense. You're there. <laughs> All right. You're there. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, how rose? Okay, uh, and oh, one one thing that I wanted to bring up uh, with the Bobby Valentine thing, uh, the, um, during the the anniversary day, whatever it was, a couple days ago, Howie Rose, who's now on Twitter, and and is great, and, 
He's actually great on Twitter. He is. Yeah. He's very good. Uh, uh, but I, I wouldn't expect anything else out of him. But so he he said something along the lines of that he took a lot of flack for joking around with the Bobby Valentine thing, uh, and he says, "Look, it was it was funny." <laughs> like, yeah, he, he, said that, he said that's one of the bigger problems that I have with baseball is that baseball, unlike the other sports, and this is very true, will not allow you to you know kind of be yourself. You know, in the NFL, you have the uh, touchdown dances that are now allowed. NBA, they do their thing. But in baseball, if you do a bat flip, it's like, oh, my goodness. How dare yeah. he? And, 130 and it, years of tradition. Yeah. Right. And CeCe Sabathia was on uh, the Bill Simmons show, and he said, you know, nobody really cares about it. I, I don't take offense if somebody, uh, fl- uh, you know, does a big bat flip because – Hey, if you do that, I might drill you next time. And that that you know, that's part of the and like he just came part out of the game. Yeah. And then uh uh you know, he he he's a skank, but uh he it was a pretty good interview and and he says um he said that the, the one thing that he misses the most about baseball with retirement is the unlimited food in the clubhouse. <laughs> 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 um all right, so let's let let's get back to this. So uh, Rob Manfred, who I trust uh, about as much as I can uh, toss all three of you guys, uh, is saying that one hundred percent there will be baseball this year. Uh, and I, I, you know, I don't trust Manfred because of his nonsense. Rodriguez. <laughs> that was probably the most entertaining thing out of the whole show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me dizzy. <laughs> uh, Rob Manfred, he he allowed the whole uh, Derek Jeter, Marlins sell-off stuff uh, to, to happen down here. And uh, if you've never listened to it, look up the interview he did with Dan Lebitard, where Lebitard just tore him to shreds. Um, all right, so baseball has made uh, uh, suggestions Players have made suggestions, and it's just been going back and forth. It was an, at first; it was an 82-game season, then it was 114 proposed by uh, by uh, the, the players. players. Then it was a 76-game season proposed by baseball, who said, "We will not propose any more uh, any more uh, potential situations here." But then they proposed that 76-game season, 75% prorated salary, uh, and now the current proposal is from uh, the players, and it's an 89-game season. It is a full pro-rated proposal, um, uh, full pro-rated salary, I'm sorry, um, which also includes expanded postseasons for the next two years and a regular season that would end October 11th. Now, I don't understand the two years expanded postseason. That because it, it, it's, it's more revenue for the owners, and their that's comp that's their compensation for getting full prorated salaries this year. So that's how the players' okay. association okay. feels that they would make make up for it. Uh, okay. So, so that's the situation now. Uh, we know uh, from the last few weeks of discussions that um, the owners don't want to take a chance on ending the season late because of a potential second wave of the coronavirus. So I don't know if, you know, the, the owners really wanted to get the playoffs started in uh, September. And it, that that's where this back and forth thing goes. And now we hear the news that if the sides cannot reach an agreement, 
Manfred has full autonomy to implement things. Uh, so the reported potential implementation from Rob Manfred would be a shorter season, 48 games. Uh, so long as the players will receive full prorated salaries. If that ends up being the case, uh, the player association would likely not agree to an expanded postseason for the next two years and might file a grievance. And we need to negotiate a new, uh, new contract. CBA. Collective bargain agree- agreement. And that's like, I, I think I said a few weeks back, that's the worst possible scenario. Like you can't agree on a season this year. Then grievances get filed. Then you, then how are they going to come up with a new collective bargain agreement? And then we're going to wind up with a strike. So, Joe, what do you think about a 48-game season, which I would assume would start uh, July-ish, July, somewhere between July 4th, July 10th. I know they want to target July 4th. Um, uh, But if they don't start something soon, spring training 2.0 won't get started. Uh, And then uh, clearly a postseason that would, I guess, happen in September. And then no expanded playoffs for the next two seasons. What do you think? I think I want to see baseball no matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I, I. You know what? What do I think? Doesn't matter. I, I. I think I would rather hear an offer that the players are more likely to agree to. Um, the players' only concern is money. Period. The owners are looking long term. Um, neither one of them is thinking about the damage they're doing to their fans and the sport. I mean, just the whole negotiations for the last month and a half that we've discussed ad nauseum is just, it's, it's, it's depressing. It's depressing, and we're diehard fans. I mean, you got the fringe fans. They're probably like, you know, F this sport. I don't want nothing to do with them. Um, I, I, what do I think of a 48-game season? Great. What do I think of an 89-game season? Great. Just come to an agreement and get on the field already because – there's going to be the NBA playoffs. They're looking to come in right as soon as the playoffs are done, and they would be heroes, and they're missing their chance. So 48-game season, great. Expand the playoffs for two years, ridiculous. That's just watered down. Um, I would I would much rather see the standard playoffs. But fine, 48-game season, you know what? you got your standard playoffs, and next year you go back to normal, and that's it. Yep, and and like you you made mention, the NBA is already set. The thirty first of, yeah. of July, they're going to start an eight game season with twenty two teams. Uh, they're going to do the eight. It, they which I I completely get. I completely agree with eight game season with just those playoff teams vying for uh, for um, uh, um, you know playoff seating, uh, and then they go from there in the playoffs. NFL is, you know, they, they they should they should should be okay with no fans. We'll see we'll see what happens then. And then the NHL has said that they're going to go straight to the playoffs. Um, and it's like every it, Major League Soccer has announced that w- w- you know when they're going to start. July, I think it's July eighth. So it's like all these other leagues have their shit together, and baseball is just screwing around. Keith, forty eight game season. What do you think? Uh, you know, I just want baseball. I don't like 48 game season, but I'll take it. Uh, I don't like the extended playoff. Like to what Joe was saying, I think it's no. Uh, you know, there's there's a middle ground to everything, and both sides have to loosen up a little bit. If I say 10,000, you say 5,000. 7,500 should be the the 
asking price in the middle, right? So they need to they need to have some kind of in between where uh, they negotiate. But that extended playoff thing, it, you know, if there's some kind of structure and it's a go forward thing, great. A temporary two year thing, no, it's just silly. Um, then in terms of you know the the fear of um, another uh, pandemic outbreak. Oh, it's going to happen. It's not going to be at the end of the summer. It's going to be within the next few weeks. I'm certain of it because starting with Memorial day weekend and then to the vast protests across the country and the mass gatherings. Although I will say in a lot of those protests, I did see a lot of people being responsible more than the people on Memorial day weekend beaches. Uh, you know, it, there's going to be a lot of uh, spread of the virus facts of facts. Uh, I think that yeah. second wave is going to come within the next 30 days or so. We're going to start seeing a huge spike. Hope not. I pray I'm oh, wrong, but you know, Sun. This is worldwide. I, I just heard this yesterday. And, uh, worldwide, Sunday was the most uh, new cases of the coronavirus worldwide ever. You know, even the looters and rioters, not beyond the protesters, the looters and rioters had masks on and were more responsible right. than the idiots on the beach. <laughs> Memorial Day. Yes. Uh, you know. Anyway, so uh, you know, I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. But uh, that, that's just kind of where I'm at. I just want baseball. I'll take a 48-game quick hit season. Boom, just get out there and just intense from game one till game 48 and then a, a playoff run. Every game um, counts at that point, right? There you yeah. know, which which I, I've always said that every game counts in a 162-game season because if you blew a five-run lead on April 12th and you lost the – you know, uh, you missed the playoffs by a game, that, 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 count, that mattered. Uh, let, let me let me go through the comments here real quick, and then uh, we'll get to Rodriguez. Wandy uh, uh, says that she loves your background, Keith. Yeah, off the wall baseball. <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> um, Pat says Matt Harvey getting traded to <laughs> trade what? Getting traded KBO for twenty four foam fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get traded if you're not signed by anybody. Yeah, uh, George says. George, yeah, George says they were planning to start. No, when they were not playing, planning to start until July anyway. All negotiation tactics, he believes, I think they will play about eighty games. And then uh, uh, Daddy Lara says uh, forty-eight game trophies for everybody for just showing up. No extended wow. season. It's just watered down uh, baseball. Playing uh, to the millennial crowd, how huh, pop? Don't do it, please. I, I I do think that the the extended postseason waters it down. But if that's the negotiating tactic, then that gets us baseball. So be it. Rodriguez, what do you think? 48, 48 game season. And before before you start, one one point that I I is not said in here. If they're still gonna do the divisions the way that they are, how how does the schedule work? Forty eight games and there's 10, 10 teams in the division. So nine five five series plus a four it's a couple four game series. I don't know. I would say strictly into divisional series and then you know you play the other yeah, probably, play the yeah. winners of the other series of um, yeah. divisions if you're the winner of yours. Yeah. All right, Rodriguez, 48 game season. What do you think? I I don't know about the games. Uh, to be honest, I don't want to get caught up on games, but um, it looks from what I from what I read and heard is that the players um, want to play deep into November. And the league doesn't want to play deep into November because the medical experts are telling them there may be a second wave of COVID coming around then. And then if you're right in the middle of the playoffs and that second wave hits and you have to shut down, then everything is just garbage. So he wants to, like, 
they shouldn't be playing after November anyway. It's too damn cold anyway. All right. So that's 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 one thing. The playoffs that's are gonna be at City Field. I mean, when the when the World Series is at City Field, it's cold. When the World Series is at City Field and it's 32 degrees and it starts to snow, yeah, it's a little cold for baseball. People, fingers are breaking off while they yeah, yeah. yeah. you fell one off your fingers. Yeah. You gotta you gotta play you, you gotta play, you gotta finish the season by by September, like anybody else, like you always do, mm -hmm. uh, do the playoffs in October and and get the season ended by by November and and move it along. So they just got to figure out the the games and the pay 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 deal. According to what the commissioner said, I think he just said it on the MLB right before the MLB draft. I think he's saying that there is going to be baseball no matter what. Yeah, he said one hundred percent. Even if he has to do that whole. Uh, Thing and put in 48 games and do whatever he needs to do, but there will be baseball. And it's just about how many games they're going to play, how much the, player, the players are going to get paid, the pro rating and all that nonsense. But there will be games. So, you know, just sit tight, people, and wait for the games to start. They'll, they'll have to start by, by mid-July. By mid-July to August, they have to start the games to, to even get any type of season in or, or people get people ready. So I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm just going to go with the flow and wait for, for the season to start. Yeah, I mean, if, if they started, if, let's say they started July 10th, and so you got three weeks left in, the, in that month. You got four weeks in July. That's seven. If you go one week into September, that's your eight, eight weeks. Not me. <laughs> uh, so if you go if you go full two months, then you can play around sixty games, and then do your three three to four weeks of playoffs, and and be done with it. But and, you know we'll, we'll we'll see. But you know the Cine Sports Talk is going to start doing you know a NBA uh, playoff preview in the next couple of weeks, and I really wish we could we could be doing a, a baseball preview before we did a an NBA uh, playoff preview. Can you guys see this? Hold on. Can you explain? Yeah, but no, no. But in the NBA, they they're all gonna play in the same place. Yeah, they're all gonna be huddled together. All teams are gonna be in one big complex, and they're gonna play in the same place because it's a it's an indoor court. The bubble. You know, it's a different type of situation. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bubble bubble in Disney bubble. World. Bubble in Disney World. There you go. Not China, Disney. Nah. Not Disney in China either. <laughs> um, a little bit more on the draft. Kansas City picked a, a lefty pitcher. Toronto picked a third baseman, Austin Martin, out of Vanderbilt, the first name that I can very easily pronounce. Um, and then Seattle took Emerson Hancock, a pitcher, and the Pirates picked Nick Gonzalez, a second baseman. The Padres, who cares? Just kidding. Robert Hassel, center fielder. The Rockies, Zach Veen, a center fielder out of high school. Spruce Creek High School out of Florida. Uh, the Angels picked Reed Detmers, who is out of Louisville. Uh, and so we're not going to be on the air when the, when the Mets make the pick, um, but hopefully we get you see, it. You see that high school pick that you just said they, they um, the Pirates uh, took? Yeah. So you look at – on the average, you're looking at three years for that kid to to sniff the majors. Yep. Okay, because he's going to go get a minor. Yep. So you got to be like a hardcore real fan to follow that kid for three years through the minors 
to see how he's coming up. So, uh, you know, that's that's the difference. That's what makes it a little bit harder for yeah. baseball. And even when they, you know, promote, it's still going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next up are the White Sox, the Reds, the Giants, the Rain, our favorite Rangers, uh, the Filthies, the Cubs, the Red Sox. The Fred, why are the Red Sox getting a pick? The Cheaters. Uh, the Diamondbacks and then the Mets are at 19. Uh, and it seems that the Mets are looking at, at pitching uh, for their, their first. So, first so the Yankees, Houston, or the Red Sox should not get picks? None of them. None of them. They're all cheaters. The Yankees are at the, at the 28th pick. And then. Uh, Take it away. Wait, Houston, I thought they forfeited their pick. Yeah, Houston doesn't have it. Houston has zero picks in the in this in this draft. Good. Isn't there a supplemental? Isn't there uh, some kind of continuity for, uh, draft or supplemental draft? Yeah, no, it's, it's called the competitive balance. Competitive balance. And it's it's picks thirty through thirty seven. That's that. Baltimore Pirates Royals. Diamondbacks are in there. The Padres because they signed a bunch of players and they can never go anywhere. The Rockies were, you know, they're good every few years. So all the scrubs. The Indian. Well, the Indians are, are a good team, but they're, uh, well, they're still a good team. Uh, and then the Rays. The Rays. Uh, the Rays got one from a, a, a trade with the Cardinals. Yeah, that's that's um, a organization. Jeez. Tim. Tim says Rodriguez, stop with the cheating with the Yankees. No proof. So hey, you hey, hey, forget about it. No proof. All right. No uh, proof. Two more things that I wanted to cover real quick. We only have Beltran on the team. That's proof enough. Beltran. Son of a son of a gun. Mm-hmm. Son of a, um, uh, a motherless goat, as Roddy Piper would say. Um, MLB Trade Rumors uh, is doing a little series with what, who, which teams owe what to certain players over the next three years. So they did the Mets today. Uh, and so for 2021 on the books, this is not like rookie contracts. These are uh, past rookie contracts. So you're not going to, I'm not going to say anything about uh, uh, Alonzo or any, and Conford, any, any of these guys, you got Jacob DeGrom, Robinson Cano, Jerry's Familia, Dylan Betances, Wilson Ramos, and Brad Brock. That's for 2021, 30 million for DeGrom, so that it, which is is a little front loaded um, because you'll, you'll you'll see what's in twenty twenty two and twenty three, Cano's at twenty million, uh, Familia's at ten million, Batanzas at six for next year. Ramos is a is that a player option? It's a it's a club option, and they're assuming that the Mets are going to buy him out and be done with him at that point. And Brad Brock, same thing, one point two five million. And then in 2022, you got DeGrom at 18 and a half million, which is a steal. Uh, <laughs> Robinson Cano at 20 million. Uh, Jerry's Familia, we have why did we defer two million dollars for Jerry's Familia? Just pay, just pay the money. Anyway, he's not under contract for 2022, but he we will pay him some money. Uh, and that's it. Only 40 million dollars on 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 the budget. Uh, for 2022, and then when you move to 2023, you got only Degrom and Cano at this point. Uh, so I say all that to say the Mets have some wiggle room. If we can get an owner in here that is willing to just do their thing and spend, I think we get we got a couple of nice, uh, couple of nice, uh, 
free agent years or you know may or 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 just sign uh, extending our our main guys uh to ensure that we keep this team together um and then the last thing was uh the will ponds took the took over full ownership of the mets in 20 in 2002 uh so 18 18 years and they have it's not as bad as i thought it was but it's still kind of uh, seven seven years above 500 11 years below 500 uh and, and that's history that's actually <laughs> not bad i was waiting for one of you guys to say actually it's not, not, not bad at all no, it's, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. really not in terms of mets history it's not bad no yeah definitely not bad <laughs> and, it, and it's funny he he the, the Wilpons um started their original partnership with the uh double days in 86 and so if you go back there no not really uh the 90s were crap for us um but uh and, and since what well, I said 2002 so we made the playoffs in 06 uh 2016 2015 and then 2016 if you want to count the wild card game as the playoffs which baseball does um so that is that is it uh i don't have any more topics to discuss um rodriguez oh look at this um oh yeah to the red sox are, are we gonna get more oh Where'd you see this? I mean, this is this is news. I, I I didn't even see this. On Tuesday, it was reported that the Yankees presented video evidence. Man, that's that's like that's like man snitching, man. Snitching by the Red Sox to the commissioner's office. So this is was it reported on Tuesday or did they did they give it to them on Tuesday? I wonder. Um, Boston has now. Man, this is like immature little kid stuff. <laughs> Boston has now reportedly submitted a video of its own that it believes shows New York similarly replay relaying signs. Yeah. More to come on this. This Woo! is free information. Yeah, well, yeah, Red Sox, a lot of the rumors were through the media, the signals from out by the uh, green wall and stuff like that. And the, the Yankees that were talking about using Apple watches. Yeah, there's lots of crap. You know, until something's proven. <laughs> but the the fact that they're back and forth it is pretty funny. I heard it's yeah. great fun. California Rumor. Rangers, baby. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. <laughs> All right, let's do our uh good goodbye for the day. Uh Joe, any parting words? Baseball, get your shit together, man. The clock is ticking. They're gonna play. They know they're gonna play. It's all posturing. Just Stop torturing the fans. Tell us what the deal is. Tell us what we're going to wait for. Tell us. Give us something to count down days for. Just baseball, get your shit together. Stop posturing, assholes. Keith, <laughs> what you got? Uh, let's go Mets. Black Lives Matter. Let's get this country in order and get baseball going. Amen. Let's go Mets. F-A-N. Amen. Rodriguez. That is fun to hear. Um, listen, we're going to get baseball. Relax. Everything will work itself out. If it doesn't, life goes on. Get over yourself. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Baseball, please, please. I don't believe in all this stuff, but please, baseball, come back. <laughs> come back to me. I need you. 
Oh, look, the mustache is back. Close with the mustache. I'm not putting this back on. Uh, Keith's not no gonna. Way. You're not gonna peer pressure me into doing that and ripping my hair off my mustache. Um, but I echo everything. Oh my that... God, he looks like the the what Sergeant Schultz. He looks like <laughs> Sergeant Schultz. <laughs> you gotta do. I you see gotta not, Yeah, you gotta put that. I see nothing. <laughs> A Pat says, Manfred, you spineless scumbag. I completely agree with you, Pat. Uh, but I we missed something, guys. We missed something big time here. And it's and now Keith's Fuckata of the Week. Can't believe it. You muted yourself again, Dobie. Good lord. I just didn't want you to hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Fuck it, of the week goes out to uh, the Major League Baseball Association for making stupid ass claims and preventing the progress of the season. Fuck a time, LBPA. Boom. They're right. Fuck it. Wait, 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 wait. So points are right, though. You're fully against the Players Association right now. Only because I, think, I think the uh, the proposal by the owners were pretty good. What was it? 89 games and 75% pay. I thought that was a pretty decent proposal. For them to come back with a hundred percent, yeah, I just, I, I think, I think, I think they're just sticking to their guns. We want our players to get a hundred percent, and I understand that. But there's, there's a middle ground. We say a hundred, you say seventy-five. Let's go eighty-seven and a half. Call it a day and get baseball going. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, and then I uh, just want to give a little uh, thing on social media. Uh, you can follow us all over. All of our social media at the PWITB show on Instagram and Twitter. The Put in the Books show by Cine Sports Talk is the Facebook group, and the Put in the Books show is the Facebook fan page. Uh, and then the um, the uh, parent company, CineSportsTalk.com. CineSportsTalk.com is the fan page on Facebook. Cine Sports Talk without the .com is the group. And then on face on uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, your sister's ass. I can say that because twenty seven ounce baseball doesn't exist. Uh, it's, it's just at Cine Sports Talk, um, and we're trying to do as as many shows as possible to keep you entertained. Monday we have Kiva catches up. Tuesday we got the uh, Just Too Sweet show, which actually uh, got moved to tonight uh, this week. So it's going to be right after uh, we go off the air. Is the Just Too Sweet show uh, a little wrestling uh, with Tim and the gang? Tim, Eric, and the gang. Uh, Wednesday is the Put in the Book show. Thursday is uh, the Empire 161 show. It's our new Yankee show. It's got to do its yeah. best business. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. That's what that boiled down to. Uh, You're a trader. I'm not a trader. It's best for business. Eventually, we're going to expand. We're going to get, uh, we're going to have shows for all the teams. Uh, Tim says, top. T- so uh, the subject that they're going to be uh, talking about. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> <laughs> a little elf action there. <laughs> uh, Tim says uh, the subject that they're going to be talking about top 10 and it's 80s and 90s, I think, uh, wrestlers to never win a world title. Is it Superfly Jimmy Snuka? Barry Horowitz. <laughs> I, I figured for sure you would say Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Barry Horowitz. Super Rodriguez. Superfly was an intercontinental champion. I'm not sure if. No, it's it's the it's the big world title. World okay. title. Okay. For me, it's it's Roddy Piper. It's hands down. 
There's, there's no. Uh, that's, that's number one. Yeah. Uh, Superfly Snooker number two. Everywhere. Um, I mean, these titles are handed out, right? They're, yeah. not, they're not actually won. Right. I'm giving you my list. Georgie Animal Georgie Horowitz, number four. No. So, it, yes, it, it, it's fully scripted, clearly. Spoiler alert. What? Uh, don't Keith. Uh, but but the, the the better you are at your job, that's that's when you'll get the title put on you. Salvatore Palomo. Piper should have won the title. Anyway, uh, so uh, we're doing our best on CineSportsTalk.com. Uh, the Friday is uh, the Jader and Kyle show. Uh, if you didn't, if you didn't watch last week's show, uh, it was a really good show. They had um, they ha- I can't remember her name. I apologize for that. Uh, but they had a guest on from the Schmodown. Uh, they talked about the Black Lives uh, Matter movement. They talked about uh, a ton of different things. Um, the Drew Brees comments, uh, all that stuff is what they talked about. Uh, so go back and watch that or listen to it on Apple Podcasts or all, all, all that all that good stuff. Uh, and we'll be back at it next week. Don Morocco. Yeah, oh. champion. I, 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 I would want nothing to do with Don Morocco. Kick my ass. Don't forget Abdullah the Butcher. Abdullah the Butcher. Mr. Perfect. There's a lot of guys that didn't win the title. All right, we're, we're going to sign off here so we can let the wrestlers – uh get going i think they're also going to talk about eric's and if you guys don't know eric uh who is tim's uh co-host was a wrestler and and uh so i think they might be talking about his first ever match uh he was trained by the um by the uh what were the 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 big dudes oh my god iron mike sharp no 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 tim help me out here i'm uh <laughs> the, the 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 Samoans, um, and Sika? yeah, I, I, yeah, th- th- those are guys. And uh, you know, like Eric, if you listen to some of the past episodes, he talked about how he got his ass kicked uh, during the tryouts and stuff like that. So very interesting stuff on 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 that show. That's uh, cool. Be back at it again uh, next week. Um, all, all that full lineup, uh, and of course, yes, Black Lives do matter. We'll talk to you guys next week. On the Put the Book show for episode number 18 of season three. Barry (laughs) Horowitz. Barry Horowitz. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace.